0: who lives here on our native soil, and who are our brothers and sisters who we are gonna to band together with to bring about renewal to our native soil. Southern half Alabama, Archdiocese of Mobile. this is our purview, this is our mission given to us by God through the church. Just to sum it up in a nutshell. Mm. y'all Welcome back to Native soil. This is episode 9 and I hope on this episode to kind of round out an, a reflection that began three episodes ago in which what I've really been trying to do is to help illustrate more clearly who lives here on our native soil. To whom does this native soil belong? And we have ideas of what maybe we're most familiar with because of our parishes, but I've been trying to expand, our minds and our consciousness of who are the players of in our native soil. We've talked about the Black Catholic community. We've talked about the Hispanic community. Um, just a couple of statistics: there are about 4,500 Black Catholics in our archdiocese. 4,500 uh, Black Catholics of about 65,000 uh, Catholics in our in our diocese. Of that number, there's about 5,500 Hispanic Catholics that are registered. And we, we estimate there's at least another 20,000 Hispanic Catholics that aren't necessarily registered but do exist in our uh, diocese. So these are two big demographics of our diocese and there are other cultural, you know, there's Asian American and different that we haven't gone into, but at least I'm just trying to begin the process of us being more conscious of who lives here on our native soil and who are our brothers and sisters who we are gonna band together with to bring about renewal to our native soil. Southern half Alabama, Archdiocese of Mobile, this is our purview. This is our mission given to us by God through the church. Just to sum it up in a nutshell. So, um, wanted to share a couple stories just to round out some reflections on the Hispanic community here in our diocese. It's a very vibrant, it's a very active part of many of our parishes. Uh, it might be surprising to you to know that there are, on any given weekend, there are 90 weekend masses vigil or sunday that are celebrated uh in spanish throughout our archdiocese 90 different masses so this is this is reaching a lot of people this is a part of a lot of our different parishes there are a lot of different uh movements that are um, very popular in the hispanic community and one of which i was blessed to be able to participate in called MEUS many of you in the anglo community might be familiar with um or i should say English-speaking community should be uh, familiar with. It's Curcio. It's a similar type of retreat, Emmaus. It's kind of based off that moment of the, the, the road to Emmaus, but it's very popular. They have men's retreats, women's retreats. When I was stationed at Christ the King as a parochial victor, I was invited by some Hispanic friends to go on the Emmaus retreat, and they had seen this done elsewhere, but they wanted me, and there was another priest named Father uh, Lino, who uh, is an Edmonite priest who was stationed in Selma at the time. He's now up in Vermont. Really good guy. Um, We had some chance to do some ministry together, but they wanted both of us to come on the MOs retreat, but they want us to come like hidden. They didn't want us to dress like priests so that it could be kind of like a big surprise at the end. They said, you know, in Hispanic culture, people have great reverence for priests, which is a wonderful thing, but sometimes it can be so much so that it's, Kind of you're over here and we're over here so they said it could be a nice piece for you just to walk through the retreat just like a normal participant and for guys to be able to be comfortable with you and get to know you and then us have this big reveal at the end so we were on board for this we got our normal clothes and and we showed up it was a little harder for me to hide i was the only white guy who showed up to this retreat <laughs> and um, at some point we all had to stand up and say where we're from and so everyone's saying, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm from Mexico, like, I'm so-and-so, I'm from Ecuador, I'm from Peru. And so <laughs> when it got to me, um, I said that I was, you know, me llamo Victor, and I'm a teacher. And I said, and I'm from Guatemala. And I was just kind of joking. And right as I said that, I was like, yo soy de Guatemala, the whole room just did like a gas or like, oh. <gasps> because I'm like this tall, blonde, white guy and the average Guatemalan is shorter and darker skinned and uh, darker features. And so they're like <gasps> And so I was like, no, I'm just kidding. And I thought it'd be kind of funny, but everyone is just dying laughing. That is so funny. So everyone's just like, so for the rest of the retreat, everyone just calls me Guatemala. They're like, hey, Guatemala, cómo está? <laughs> but the next morning I'm at breakfast and I'm sitting next to this guy from Guatemala. And he obviously didn't get that I was joking, and he was talking to me, he he's like, Victor, like, where exactly in Guatemala are you from? Like, I've never seen anyone like you. <laughs> I had it go, I was like, no, I was joking. I would later actually meet someone from Guatemala and there's an area and like, they were telling me like, I think it's the Northeast where some Germans had migrated. And there are people actually who look like me. So I wasn't totally lying. Uh, I was lying, but there was some, some basis in it. But anyways, it just made for a fun weekend, and I just learned so much. One, one thing, just going through the experience, and I think just being a Hispanic community in general, it has gotten me more in touch with my emotions. I was recently talking to a Venezuelan family that that I visited, and I said, you know, when you learn a new language, it's like you develop an alter ego. You, you like, develop a whole new personality. And they're like, see, see. We were all, like, kind of jiving on this thing, but. When I, I mean, I know I'm like using my hands a lot now, it's probably hard to imagine me like more emotional, but like when I speak Spanish, I feel like it gives me a certain access into my emotions and to how I feel. I feel like being around my Hispanic brothers and sisters has has brought me into that space where I can feel things more deeply and that I can have kind of a deeper sense to a family. Family is such a rich and important part of their culture um, taking time to eat a meal and share a meal and make things by hand and all these are just some really beautiful things that I experienced on that retreat but just in my experience in his, Hispanic ministry in general um but the the retreat uh went well and toward the end of the retreat it was one of the last moments the um kind of the MC for the weekend was a Mexican guy just like really passionate and I remember him you know in Spanish he's like brothers like we have a secret blessing hidden amongst us right now. <laughs> He's getting everyone all built up. And he said, we have so many blessings of this weekend. You cannot even imagine what God has done in our hearts. He goes, but we have some people here that are special blessings. And I want to point out our brother, Leo, Lino. And one thing about brother Lino that you don't know is that he is actually a priest. <laughs> And Lino's in it. Everyone is just like clapping like, Que Viva Lino! They're like clapping and he goes up there and and Lino just shared some beautiful words about like how much it meant to him and it just meant so much to be with his brothers and to minister. And so I'm bracing myself. I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And so he's like, but there's one more blessing hidden amongst us and you probably don't know, Victor, he is here and he's not just a teacher but he is also a Catholic priest. (laughs) And so I get up there and as soon as he says that, someone in the back goes, Que Viva Guatemala! (laughs) And, And the whole place is like chanting like, Guatemala, Guatemala. And so I get up there and I'm just, I just remember as it's unfolding, I'm like, how is this my life? Like, how am I at a Hispanic men's retreat and everyone is chanting like Guatemala because of like some joke I made. Um but again, as as zany maybe as this this uh this story is, it was such a grace moment. Because again, this all started like way before I even knew I'd be a priest. And if you remember from the last episode, I'm like cutting grass at a golf course in Montgomery, just kind of survived the heat and trying to kind of kind of uh, carry my own weight with my Hispanic uh, compadres and but the Lord like planted something there he started doing something in my heart and my mind that was kind of continuing in this moment and this like zany but fun moment in which we're just laughing and just like barriers of race barriers of language just like falling down and we leave that retreat and we all just feel so connected to one another you just leave the retreat and, and as different on paper as I am from all these guys you know, we're all like hugging and embracing, and we will leave the retreat as brothers. We leave the retreat as family. We leave the retreat as knowing, like, I belong to you. You belong to me. This is our native soil, and we're going to till it together so that other people can come into a sacred space like this and experience the blessing of belonging through Christ. And even to this day, I mean, this was this was like five years ago. I run into people from this retreat and they're like, hey, Guatemala, come on. La? <laughs> it's just it's it's funny, but it's God's grace. Like he uses humor, he uses all these things like break down these walls and knit us together as family. I'm so happy to be sharing these kind of experiences with seminarians now, because all of them in their pastoral experiences are, are being exposed to the full diversity of, of our diocese. Uh, as I mentioned last episode, one summer in everybody's formation, everybody goes to Guadalajara, Mexico for, uh, they live with families, they study for like six hours a day the Spanish language, they travel around, they get to know the culture, the history, really, really a wonderful experience for them. So uh, I went to check on these guys last summer in Guadalajara and it was actually my first time to be in Mexico which was meaningful in so many levels, but one is because of all the Hispanic ministry and because of just going back to cutting grass, I just have a lot of friends that are from Mexico. I have a lot of friends and and, you know brothers and sisters in Christ that are from Latin America. And so to be able to go there uh, was very special. You know, whenever you make like a good friend at college and you finally get to go home and meet their family and see where they're from, it's really special because you get to make that connection. So that's what it felt like going to Mexico. And the seminarians were doing well. I mean, you know, it's not easy studying language for six hours a day, but I was really proud of them. They're putting their best foot forward. And one night they said, Father, um, we want to take you like on a surprise trip tonight. Like, would you be up for that? Like just kind of putting yourself in our hands. (laughs) And I was a little nervous about it. I said, okay, I'll I'll trust you guys. I'm up for whatever. So they were like, yes, like we've been planning this for weeks. And I was like, okay. So we um, get on a city bus and go out to one part of the city, and then we got another city bus and go to another part of the city. And what they ended up taking me to was a, a Lucha Libre um, event, which is like wrestling, like professional wrestling <laughs> in Mexico. And some of you might remember like Rey Mysterio Jr., but it's like, it's like the masks. If you've seen Nacho Libre, you know, like you've seen some of this. This is like the real deal. And it was just so fun. It was just a totally different kind of world, but... Um, I remember one, one thing that they loved and remind me of when we walked into this ring, you have people, tons of people in this stadium, and right as we walked into the ring uh, all the people who saw us walk in started pointing at me and yelling, huero, huero, <laughs> which means like light-skinned guy. And um, so everyone's just dying laughing, you know, and we go back and like share that to their professors. And again, it's zany, it's out of the box. But again, in this moment of, of, of humor and fun, like barriers are being brought down. You're, you're feeling a sense of belonging in a place that the world would say you have no sense to belong here. Um, these stories I hope to challenge you to think about where can you belong where you where you feel like you can't belong? How can God's grace, how can humor, how can just kind of putting yourself out there avail itself for the kingdom of God to be more strongly united by fraternal bonds, kind of horizontally, so that kind of vertically we can receive the spirit and, and do some beautiful things. Um, right now as we speak, um, our seminarians are out in pastoral assignments throughout the diocese. I'm excited, our, our one uh, first of many Hispanic seminarians, Javier Zavala, uh, he's out in Sims with Father Pat. I'm so excited that he gets to experience the parish there that's very bilingual. He is gonna be such a beautiful bridge amongst the people there. He, he has such a personality that he, uh, he's, he's joyful, he's humorous, and he endears himself to people of all kinds of races and, and dispositions. Uh, deacon Alex Crowe, he was just ordained a deacon. He is in Robertsdale at St. Patrick's Parish. It's another bilingual parish. He really has a gift with language. He's, he's pretty fluent in Spanish. I'm so excited to think about him being a bridge amongst uh, the communities there at um, St. Patrick's. That is Archbishop Brody's heart, and it's something that has been happening more and more is that parishes to be a place where like everybody belongs and particularly the Hispanic community, not have like a dual parish where you have like a building, but you have this parish that's Spanish speaking and this parish that's English speaking, but for everyone to belong and even to be able to kind of transcend the language barrier and say, okay, we're a family, we're a parish. This is our plot of land that we're supposed to evangelize. Let's link arms and let's dig in together. And to see these young guys going out there, it's so hopeful because they have the tools to make that happen. Um, and so too do uh, so many of our priests already, but it's exciting to be able to send them and be like, okay, this guy can like be helpful to you. <laughs> he can be helpful to you in the in the full ministry that you have. Um, other thing I'm excited this summer is Andrew Wentworth. Um, he's going to be a third college seminarian, but we're, we're kind of doing a pilot thing with him this summer. He was going to spend the summer in Guatemala, my, my, my hometown, this summer doing a mission. Uh, he had uh, gone through St. Ignatius' youth group with uh, Anthony Tobin for a couple of summers on this mission to uh, Guatemala, at which focused on this orphanage. And so he was going to spend the whole summer there and work on Spanish and kind of have this immersion experience. Coronavirus not happening. So um, Archbishop had kind of had this idea. And Father Jim Morrison, here's kind of the thing. Father uh, Archbishop had mentioned this to me. Father Morrison had mentioned it to me a couple of weeks before of the possibility of uh, a seminary and living with a Hispanic family here locally on our native soil and doing kind of a local immersion. So the spirit kind of knitted these things together. And now Andrew Wentworth, he's living with a Hispanic family and he's working with another uh, Hispanic family's construction company. And he's working on his Spanish, but also seeing what's it like to live in the Hispanic community here in our own backyard how does god want to make you uncomfortable how does god want to challenge you to be into a space into a language into a racial setting that you are not already familiar with don't be afraid to see how the spirit might fool you i'm a big fool and maybe that helps me So you just put yourself out in these different situations there are going to be messy moments there's going to be hilarious moments there's going to be moments that you cannot foresee but the Holy Spirit will be there with you to help knit all these things together. Let us not be afraid to consider how God wants to do that, particularly here in our archdiocese on our native soil, so that we can more strongly than ever come together and figure out how to till our soil, take care of it, fertilize it, plant seeds of faith that will multiply and bless for generations and generations. So let's pray with that intention in mind. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless you all, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you back on native soil.